The following content is being recorded live from the Cone of Uncertainty. Start the show. Goddamn cone. You say that almost every week, though. <laughs> damn it, damn it. <laughs> well, you know, I, meteorologists, and, and part of it is no fault of their own. Because <laughs> part of it is. Because, the big part. Because what they tell you is, because what they don't tell you is that the cone is a cone for a reason. Right. The cone does not mean that, any, that, that the storm is going to take place throughout the whole cone. It could take place anywhere within that cone. Right. Which is different. Um, Another quick thing. I also want meteorologists to stop using the word interesting Hmm. when forecasting hurricanes. (laughs) It's 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 not very comforting. Not at all. It's downplaying the whole scenario. And there are people trying to figure out whether or not they can or are able to or need to relocate. Especially in the midst of a pandemic. And you are sitting here geeking out like you just found an interesting comic book factoid or some shit. Now granted, that has happened to me. But <laughs> nobody is considering whether or not to evacuate or shelter in place because of a comic book factoid that I found. This storm could result in the death of 100,000 people. Interesting. Interesting. Now, here's the interesting thing about it. No, I don't want to hear the interesting, fascinating part. <laughs> I want to hear the life-threatening part. Yes. Niggas <laughs> plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black, your black-ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy, Oz. And I have resigned myself to the fact that the year 2020 has just said, fuck it, I'm not even hiding my hands anymore. Completely. I'm coming after you. Throwing, uh, throwing rocks, not hiding your hands. Holding your hands up saying I did it. Throwing not one but two hurricanes at you. Simultaneously. Just, you know what? Here, just take both of them. I'm going to say something real insensitive. When I thought that the that the threat was over last night and that both of these motherfuckers were going to miss Houston and hit Louisiana, it's horrible, but I felt better. <laughs> Why I am I laughing? That's not even funny. I did. I, I'm not, I, I said that to myself. It is, it's horrible. It's, un, it's insensitive. Um, but storms and hurricane season stresses me the fuck out. If you live anywhere along the Gulf Coast, you know that it's just kind of a crapshoot. Like when you hear like, okay, it, it's, it, it could come our way, but oh, it looks like it's going to hit Florida. Oh, shit. Bet. Yeah, let Florida hold that. Yeah, man. You know. And, and, and I'm going to tell you. All the people I know in Florida are completely unbothered. Every last one of them is unbothered. They don't give they they don't give a fuck. They're still out having beach parties also. Ah well that, there's that too. I didn't want to go there. Um wow, episode one oh two. One oh two. Man, we're, that means we have one hundred and one episodes in the tuck. Mm-hmm. The price just went up. Just went up. The price just went up. Consulting producing um whatever uh, probably not guest appearances because i still have to promote this shit but (laughs) yeah anything in the in the in the way of consulting 
uh, all that shit. The price just went up. Sponsorship, the price just went up. We don't get enough Marlo Stanfield quotes. You know what I'm saying? In the in the collective consciousness. No free shit out here. Uh, that's one of the most amazing moments ever uh, on television. One of the most gangster moments uh, that The Wire had to offer. It's just that nigga just really looked at everybody and said, oh, by the way, price of the brick just went up. Mm. And didn't say meeting adjourned. Said enough of this shit. <laughs> and left. <laughs> oh, man. That was a classic. Um... How was your week, D. Randall? It was... Let me see. What week was this? See, I always have to judge each week by the particular type of fuckery that occurred in that week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. This, this, this week was kind of a... It was, it, was just, it, was a, it was just a week. I know I say that every week, but this one was literally just a week until we got to the stupid hurricane shit. And I'm like, why, y'all? Oh, man. Why do we have to do that? Why are y'all trying to... You no. Know, 2020, you will not fuck with me. I, it will not steal my joy. I was the same way, man. And even when they said stuff was 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 turning up in the Atlantic, I am one of those people that is obsessed with weather and radar during hurricane season. I'm always checking the little hurricane trackers and shit. Yep. Um, National uh, Hurricane Center and. I've just been freaking out all fucking week. This has done nothing for my anxiety. Um, the last time we had a hurricane that would major wind, the power was out in my neighborhood for no less than two weeks. Ooh. It was the most miserable time of my fucking life. Um, well, part of it was the most miserable time. I had a friend that I was talking to at the time who came and picked me up. I think she didn't have power either. Who came and people would come and pick me up after work or if she was off and we would just ride around the city uh, seeing what was open, exploring <laughs> shit and and really just kind of cutting up and having adventures and all that shit. Can't do that shit now because women just are not up for that anymore. They yeah. just did. No, you if you suggest that you'd be the, you'd be an ancient nigga very quick. I'm also not anxious to see what that looks like during the pandemic. That's the other part. Now, how do you how do you evacuate? Granted, it'll keep some of y'all niggas away from Turkey Leg Hut. <laughs> Just some. Some. Just some. Some of y'all still gonna be out there as soon as the eye of the storm shows up. Hey, it stopped raining for about twenty minutes. <laughs> Y'all serving a full menu or just a partial menu? Is the kitchen open? I figure we got 15 minutes. If y'all got some shit that's just been sitting out there, I'll wait for it. Just sitting out there drinking drinking exotic pop. Yeah. Shout out to exotic pop. That's the kind of shit y'all do. Uh, I, I mean, for me, the biggest inconvenience is like, I'm fortunate that my neighborhood doesn't flood. Yeah. But I mean, whether there's water or wind, I'm going to be without power for at least six days. Jesus. And I'm not here for that. Not in August, y'all. Not at all, man. Not in August. Not when it's a hundred degree heat out here. No, it's 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 not conducive. Um. So yeah, there's that. So we'll we'll see what happens. Maybe there'll be an episode next week. Maybe there will not. Um. But there's an episode today. Uh, the one hundred and second episode, to be precise. And with that, we will give flowers to Alana Mayo, 
who has been um who has been promoted to uh the new ceo of orion pictures oh um apparently orion orion pictures is going in a new direction where they are um uh entering an initiative where they're gonna um have more inclusivity in their storytelling and more diverse voices uh what that means is niggas have broke in in other news orion pictures is still a thing right (laughs) um Oh, okay. So I see. So MGM, who owns Orion Pictures, is they're actually rebooting Orion Pictures. Correct. Okay. Correct. That makes sense because I I was like I hadn't heard anything from them in a while. Um. Shout out to them for for putting their their money where their mouth is, putting some people in the door. That's right. And it looks like she, you know, part of her resume is working with Michael B. Jordan's Outlier Society. Okay. Production team. So that's good. So okay. she's she's got. Oh, she's well known in the industry, apparently. Yeah. yeah. So she's out there. Pretty sure I know that face too. She also used to I think she used to date Lena Waith. Um who I am convinced just has all the juice. <laughs> um But let me not get it. Let me let me not do that. Um uh so salute to her. Um I also wanna I also wanna on a side note give flowers to Michael B. Jordan and Chance the Rapper. For being the only niggas, for for being the only niggas, uh, Hollywood or industry wise, who have uh, stepped up to show solidarity with Megan Thee Stallion. Mm. Um, as far as I can tell, they're the only ones who have really stepped up and mm-hmm. really said some shit. As far as black men, makes uh, sense. I know. I think. Uh, I think it was. Uh, Jojo and somebody else who have taken Tory Lanez off their uh, off their album uh, who have taken his feature off their album Come about white girl Jojo? Yeah yeah Why did she have him on there in the first place? I mean at the time I mean the, the, the chicks tape dude at the time yeah. I, that seemed like a good idea she had Tank on the album Also have you seen Jojo lately? Jojo is a grown woman Man Jojo is a grown woman Fine woman, <laughs> late late twenties, early thirties, JoJo. Yes, please. Um, and apparently, and that that album is on some grown woman shit. You know, I just I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it. she. Uh, shout out to JoJo. Uh, shout out to JoJo. Shout out to Michael B. Jordan. Shout out to Chance the Rapper. Shout out to y'all for having the Jesus Christ. Shout out to y'all for having the the to net, the temerity to um, step up and defend black women uh, at a time when you know it, I I I don't I don't want to say it's not looking good for black women lately, but they're definitely under assault lately. So yeah, man, uh, salute salute to all y'all. Definitely yeah. flowers to. As I'm sitting uh, here looking at JoJo. As I'm sitting here looking at a white woman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, not mad at it though. Um, having said that, I guess that can take us right into humans ain't shit. Um, for those of y'all that don't know, Megan Thee Stallion has broken her silence and, uh, apparently she is sick of you niggas. 
um, who are convinced this is a hoax, who are convinced it sounds fishy, who are convinced this is all a plot to destroy uh, Tory Lane's career, um, which is stupid. Chicks tape didn't do that well. Um, she has broken her silence. One, she posted a picture on Instagram of her gunshot wound in her foot, in the back of her foot. Looks like she had several stitches. Um, that didn't look fun. It did not look fun at all, y'all. That didn't look fun. Didn't look like any form of monster movie makeup or none of that shit I've ever seen. Um, looked quite painful. And uh, later on in the week, she went on IG Live and finally broke her silence because niggas are so pressed about it and very much outright named Tory Lanez. Tory shot me. You shot me. She said this several times. Quit you lying. shot me. Stop lying on me. And accused, um, apparently insinuated that uh, that Tory's team had been out there spreading lies. Mm-hmm. Um, had been out, or insinuating that she was lying and that he had nothing to do with it, even though he was definitely charged. He was charged with something. He was charged something having to do he with was, him he having was charged. Him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was charged. Um, and so, and, you know, and that's part of the reason he's not saying anything is that is because it's a, it's an open case now in right. which he is, is when she is implicated. Um, but basically, and, and there's a lot of people, uh, the, the He-Man woman haters are never happy ever. First it was, this sounds fishy and she went on and let y'all know. I got shot in both my... I, I got shot in my foot. From behind from as be- I was walking away. Right. Um, then, she's, then y'all don't believe it and, say, and y'all say, well, you notice she never actually said Tori's name. She's now said Tori's name. Yes. Uh, not only did she say Tori's name, she told y'all, I didn't tell the police anything at the time because I felt like my life was in danger. I didn't want to tell them that we had a gun in the car or that you or that you uh, as in Tory had a gun in the car and they and then they have more reason to possibly shoot us and fuck us up. Uh, right. You're literally you're literally watching the aftermath of what happened to Breonna Taylor and you're being approached by police in an active scene. There's no telling what happens if she tells them that, yes, I got shot and the person in the car still has a gun. They might just dump on all y'all. And from what I understand, they had already wrestled her to the ground while she's bleeding out of her damn foot. Yeah, the, if you ever saw the, there was the footage of her being told to exit the vehicle, basically at gunpoint by the cops. You see her limping out the vehicle with trails of blood behind her, and then how difficult it was for her to lay down. Y'all really, y'all really, y'all really want her to prove to y'all. Who haven't done shit for her or know her personally that she got shot in the foot. She don't have to prove shit to y'all. But then she did so that y'all would shut the fuck up. I don't I don't understand that that that's the side of black Twitter or whatever you want to call it that I don't really get is that people will form very strong opinions about shit they have no empirical evidence none about. None whatsoever. And if you find out that she got shot in the foot and you see video evidence that leads you to believe that something may have happened to get her shot in the foot, you still make it incumbent upon her 
to prove it. The other problem with this is that from is that at the end of the day, who are you proving anything to? Exactly. And and and, and it seems like every time every time she comes up with something to appease you niggas it's not enough for you niggas y'all will convince yourself that it's a hoax y'all will convince yourself that it is that that something's fishy y'all convince yourself that she did something to this man she uh, she she cleared all that shit up i didn't do anything to him i didn't do anything to him i didn't touch him uh, y'all are convinced that we were fighting over Kylie Jenner. We weren't even at her fucking house. She wasn't in the car. The only four people in the car are me, my friend, you, and your security guard. That's the other thing. Why the fuck does Tory Lanez have a gun on him when he's got security? Why? Have you seen Tory Lanez fight? Well, that's true, too. That's true, too. This is definitely, <laughs> this is definitely the behavior of, niggas, of short niggas who can't fight. Uh, we've definitely reported on his inability to fight on the podcast. Um, it's 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 gross. We're at a point now where it's nasty, and it 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 goes to show everything that women are talking about. Everything that women are talking about when they feel that they are not protected. Instead of it, instead of a, a black men stepping up uh, to say this ain't right. Stepping up to uh, to shun Tory Lanes, all it is is people questioning you, right? About some shit that happened to you, as if they know what happened to you better than you do. And also, y'all got to slow down with this with snitch culture thing. Oh man, that that part of it, like I yes, shut the fuck I, up. I understand where it comes from, y'all. But look, if someone shoots me. In the foot, whatever social contract we have with each other, it's over. It's, it has now expired. Hey, this motherfucker shot me in the foot. Fuck him. Get his bitch ass. Call Kamala Harris. <laughs> have her lock his ass up. Shit. Um, let me tell you, and, and let me just tell you, I, and I know I said before that I didn't quite understand the whole snitching thing about Takashi Six Nine, but. Y'all, quit comparing Megan to Takashi. Mm. Takashi Six Nine, Daniel Hernandez actually committed crimes. Megan Thee Stallion did not commit a crime. Yep. Daniel Hernandez actually committed crimes. He actually committed felony offenses, and he snitched to keep himself. Out of trouble for the crimes that he committed. Yes. Megan Thee Stallion was in a car and wanted to leave the car. That's it. Then got shot. And got shot. Y'all are gross. Figure out the word snitch means. And and a bunch of you niggas and 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 a bunch of you niggas who don't even who ain't who don't know the streets who ain't been around the streets who been in the suburbs your whole fucking life with all these opinions about what the streets do. Shut the fuck up. Chill the fuck out. Y'all ridiculous. Y'all don't know two niggas from the streets. Y'all ain't been around the streets a day in your fucking life. And you got all these fucking opinions about what happens in the streets. Niggas suck my dick. 
and then have the nerve to turn around and say, oh, well, she rap, oh, well, she raps about it. She hangs around them niggas. Well, she got to live by that code. No, she fucking doesn't. And even if that were the case, Rick Ross is a whole correctional officer. <laughs> Is a whole correctional officer. Rick Ross is, he's actually the feds. Whose lyrical content is like the first three seasons of power. And now y'all want to stand on the code of streets? Get the fuck out of my face. Y'all are gross. Y'all the worst, man. Get, fix your shit. Mind your fucking business. <clears throat> Got all these opinions about a woman that fine who will never fuck you. Mm. Uh, that's what it boils down to, sir. That's exactly what it boils down to. Get you some business. Get you a fucking life. Y'all are, y'all are gross. Protect black women. Song of the week. Mm. Song of the week. Um, I am so disappointed in Team Oz. Y'all really didn't. Y'all really let it slip by me that James Blake snuck some shit out oh. this year, this summer. That James Blake sucks, snuck some shit out and it has not gotten played on this program. <laughs> um, this is Are You Even Real by James Blake. <laughs> uh, so go ahead, pour yourself something, get comfortable. Uh, if you were listening to this in the midst of a in the in the midst of a storm, we're gonna have a good episode for you. <laughs> uh, hopefully, you will be if you drink with us. At our pace, you'll be very drunk by the end of this program. Oh, yeah. And we'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. There's no five years, there's no ten years, only this queen of queen of queen of queens. There's no knife, cause there's no tension, only this lucid dream, dream. All I can do is trust in her, late nights I can see the lust in her. Acid rain is the first brother Skies up and up, share a cup of the Cracking seals, guilty up hill Trip down the hill, strawberry fields Are you even real? She said, tell me how you feel Are you even real? Are you even real? Maybe I should study my reflection Best to know How I see, I see, I see I spend the day Dreaming of connection Just to feel How you feel, you feel, you feel I can lose trust in her Late nights I can see the lust in her Acid rain is the first brother Skies up and up, share a Cracking seals, guilty nothing Trip down the hill, strawberry fields Are you even real? She said, tell me how you feel Are you even real? Are you even real? 
James Blake. <laughs> that's a that's a smooth little smooth little bop. Uh, smooth little white boy joint. You know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you, you, you gotta have at least one smooth little white boy joint in there and the, and there's been so much of a power vacuum yeah. since Robin Thicke was eliminated from the culture. Wow. <laughs> very silently. That dude went all the way away. <laughs> Hey, you know, this has been a very black-ass summer, so I, I, I can understand why Team Oz may not have had James Blake in front of, you know. That's true, too. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's been a lot of good black content out there. So James Blake might have snuck under the radar. Uh, it's forgivable. Um, also, uh, if you are a Spotify listener um, and you like any of the music you hear on this program, feel free to uh, type in opinions while black featured music on your on your search engine and we have a spotify playlist of all the featured songs that you hear here on opinions while black don't we don't we have that on apple now i'll i'll get everyone the link this week uh yeah one of our uh our favorite listeners has replicated our entire spotify playlist for apple that's at least 100 songs so that's kind of incredible for those of you who Subscribe to Apple. Uh, so yeah, it's available on Apple as well. Wow, uh, wow the 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 fandom is the the fandom is showing up. I like it. You know, you know. Um, so on a on a on a somber but also light note, but also upbeat note. Um, there are suspects in Jam Master J's murder. Finally. Um, God, that's almost it's. It's almost been 20 years. Really? Wow. Let's see. Over the next two decades. Better yeah, late than never. Yeah, never late is better. better. Uh, according to the New York Times, on Monday, city and federal authorities announced that they had charged two men who had long been suspects in the case. Uh, the authorities blamed the fatal shooting on a cocaine deal gone wrong. 
the two men, Ronald Washington and Carl Jordan Jr., were charged with murder while engaged in drug trafficking and a 10-count indictment unsealed on Monday in the U.S. District Court in Brooklyn. Uh, Mr. Jordan pleaded not guilty at his arraignment Monday. Uh, Mr. Washington was expected to be arraigned later in the week. Both men face minimum sentences of 20 years in prison if convicted. I hope they get every... I hope they, they serve every ounce of those 20 years and then some. Damn, yeah. He was killed A in, cocaine deal gone wrong? He was killed in 2002. Wow. It ain't enough cocaine. No cocaine deal is really. Can can nobody explain to me a cocaine deal going that wrong to shoot somebody over over an ounce? Now I don't get it. That's a, that that's that Brooklyn shit. I don't, I don't. I can't even tell you. Um. Let's see. Uh, this is a case about. Uh, we don't need those quotes. Um. What else is going on? It's a weird retrograde for the culture. There's some weird shit going on. Tavis Smiley. <laughs> I didn't go over this one. I didn't go over this one with, with Randall in pre-production. Tavis Smiley owes PBS $2.5 million. Which is a million more than they originally saw it. Um, because he broke his contract, which I believe at PBS there was like a no fraternizing contract, uh, and Tavis uh, was fucking all up and through PBS. Tavis was fucking subordinates, and um, may or may not have sexually harassed a couple of women. That's a lot of community supported ass. <laughs> <laughs> I should not make light of that, but wow. Two point five million dollars. That means that means from now on, PBS can start every program with this. This program was brought to you by uh, predators like you. <laughs> Paid in part by Tavis Smiley Settlement Fund. You know, wow. Was, and and they gonna have to stay on his ass to get that money because here's a funny story for you. The journalism department at TSU. Mm-hmm. Named the department after Tavis Smiley. Um, they have since taken his name off of off of the the department because he was supposed to donate some two million dollars or something. Uh, I don't remember the exact amount, but that was back in like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, something like that. He has not paid them a dime, mm. and so they took his name off. Wow. So there's that. So PBS gonna have to work out a payment plan, send a loan shark or some shit, because uh, fake wholesome ass Tavis will definitely act like he ain't got it. You know. Damn. I always wonder if Lee Daniels has paid Dave Dash's money. You think Lee, you think Lee Daniels has paid him any of that shit? I, I, we haven't heard. Dame Dash complained about it lately, so well, yeah, maybe he got something. Out That's of how it. you know. Um, what else has been going on? Uh, new Nas. I didn't listen to much of it. Uh, I listened. I gave it a gratuitous listen. Well, uh, in that case, your thoughts first. <laughs> oh damn. Um, you know, I'm one of those people. 
you know, I'm of that generation where I remember where I was when I first heard of Nas back in the day. I still listen to Life's a Bitch every birthday. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I remember him being the the LeBron of his time, meaning the 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 kid from high school who was very hyped and, and was destined for success and had the road paved oh, in yeah. front of him. Uh, don't remember that much hype around a debut up until that point. And since that first album has been nothing but a stellar disappointment especially especially in regards to his selection of production he's the anti Rick Ross <laughs> he's the anti Rick Ross for many people he is a Mount Rushmore rapper um, but it's completely offset by his inability to choose music that is sonically and aesthetically pleasing now with that said with this project King's Disease, as he calls it, which is supposed to be about the trappings of of being rich. That alone sounds like the most pretentious shit on earth. But then he, but then he fucked up. Within the span of saying that in a song, he fucked it up by saying, you know, and also very literally, you know, you know, the rich, they they tend to not watch their diet, and you know what you need to do is get some lemongrass, some cherries. Uh, some other joints up in your system make your system more alkaline reduce your uric acid I said and, and, and this in a nutshell sums up why I don't give a fuck about Nas right now Nas go away he's boring he's boring I say this as someone who is basically the same age as Nas he's older than me y'all don't google it basically the same age though <laughs> I don't I, this is gonna this is, look warning highly problematic take ahead uh oh. I don't want to hear him talking about kings and queens in Africa and wealth and self empowerment and community nope. and his 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 daughter being his strength and his son being his resurrection anymore. That shit is boring. That shit is boring, dog. And let me tell and let me just say, let me just jump in real quick and say Eating healthy, it's not because he's talking about eating healthy. Because I have listened to an aesthetically a sonically aesthetically pleasing album about eating healthy from stick from dead prez yes that whole workout joint yeah was fire i still work out to that shit yeah so it doesn't have to be boring nas just wants it to be boring he's just boring he's and he is and i gotta say he is a a shining example of the hip-hop heads who love him they would rather they would Instead of something being exciting, instead of something being fun, you would rather you would rather us sit and listen to you ponder the Pythagorean theorem, listening to fucking J. Rude the Damager. Yeah. And for me, the Nas Project, this Nas, there was nothing lyrically that turned me on about it. Why are you taking shots at Gail King now? Why are you taking shots at Doja Cat? We don't want to hear that shit. And then here's another thing. Uh, let me let me go let me go a little further in the, down the rabbit hole. Um, he has gotten a lot of shit about being a bad beat selector. I will say this: this album, uh, him employing Hit Boy, was an attempt to dissuade people from calling him a bad beat selector. Yes. 
And in this case, in the case of this project, it would be true. He is not a bad beat selector on this project. I think Hit Boy chose the tracks for him. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you have to take the reins away from the artist yep. for their own good. Because nothing in the history of Nas's beat selection makes me feel like he was capable of picking beats that hard. Having said that, a project can have wonderful beats and still not be a good album. That was the case for King's Disease. I did not enjoy it. I didn't finish it. I got two or three songs in. I don't care about the return of The Firm. No. Another one of these, another one of these groups... That a lo- that a large artist tried to bring in and make into something uh, that just did not work out. I wanted to hear about the firm about as much as I wanted to hear about the fucking Saint Lunatics. I don't give a shit. I agree. I'm I'm, I'm glad that Foxy still has the fire. I'm glad that A Z or whatever still has the fire. Yeah. Good for them. I want to hear it. Speaking of, and speaking of uh, of rappers of old rappers who want to talk about uh, black business and black empowerment and um, whatever, Jay Z also well Pharrell put something out mm-hmm. with Jay Z on it that just happened to come out the same time as Nas's album. Yep, I don't give a fuck about that either. The name of the song is Entrepreneur, which turned me off immediately. Which immediately tells you how pretentious and <laughs> condescending it's about to be. And it lived up to expectations in that regard. Yeah. It just starts off, black man, black man. <laughs> black wealth, black wealth. Empowerment, empowerment. Oh, that shit was not good. Nigga, that was terrible. But now, hey, watch the video if you can find the video. It's actually, I, I thought the video was pretty inspiring. I love the video. And, it, you know, it gives shout outs to um, b- black business owners, primarily in the L.A. area. Yeah, I was. I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed it's, the video. It's a good look. I did not enjoy the song. Not at all. Um, Pharrell, I love Pharrell. I love Hove. Pharrell. That was not your moment. We do not want to hear just all. Look, we know that you got you had a big moment with Happy, and you kind of wanted to stay in that bag. Get out of that bag. That freedom bag. We let you make it on freedom. Get out of that bag. This J- is not what we wanted. Jay Z fans, y'all need to y'all need to first of all tell your boy to shut it down. Um, <laughs> second of all, y'all need to ask him. If mission was accomplished with the NFL, because he was—I don't know—he was going to stop racism. I think. Is it, it, I had—I don't know if he's been in the boardroom at all for these meetings. I wish there were—I wish he were our Jamal because a Jamal would inform Sean Carter, or would a, a, a Jamal would inform the NFL. It is a silly idea to have contact sports during a pandemic. Yeah. yeah. That's a goofy move. It's the, the quite possibly the worst possible move. I will say the NBA did it right. And they, they did. They did it right. They, you know, they, they bubbled it off. The, football can't have a bubble. Football cannot. They have can't. A bubble. We've already seen these niggas don't have any self-restraint. We already seen that these niggas are trying to sneak their girlfriends in. 
In football gear. In football gear. That so, alone should shut down any chance of So success. we know the bubble ain't happening. Because if, if one nigga did it, you know there's hundreds. There are hundreds that did it successfully. So, yeah, that... Jay-Z needs to focus on that. Um, what else we got going on? Uh, Lovecraft Country. Dope. I am in. Dope. Let me tell you something. For so many reasons, I am in. Lovecraft Country, that first episode was hard as fuck. It was. And I gotta say, I'm not, I, I had to text a couple friends as I was watching it. The first 30 minutes gave me anxiety. Man! Seeing, you know, I, it was a good visceral representation of the Jim Crow South without being too gratuitous. Right. But it, it, it captured the underlying tension and anxiety of a whole group of people who were trying to live normally with the backdrop of institutional racism just right there all the time. And it's a horror movie on two different fronts. Yes. It, at, at night, there are monsters. In the day, the monsters are white people. Yeah. And every, the one brilliant scene in the <clears throat> restaurant. Yeah. Everything... It, all the it had all the elements of a horror movie, mm-hmm. right down to um, uh, Jernae Smollett stumbling onto <laughs> the sinister, the, the sinister doings behind the scenes. That was you know what if, if y'all ever want to see a movie, uh, a horror movie with black people, that was the realest moment right there. Yeah, because and this is not a huge spoiler, y'all. If y'all haven't right. seen it, yeah, of course. She was just going to use the restroom. Yep. And she stumbled upon uh, a seemingly nefarious plot. And unlike what certain people would do in horror movies and try to explore further, she was like, y'all, no. we got to get the fuck out it's now. Time to go. Now. That was the most amazing part. She ran over there, and get y'all asses up, get the fuck out of here. And did not stop, did not wait. She started the car for them. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Get the fucking car. Oh, man. And the scariest part is... You don't know if that was the police, just some white, just some good old Klansmen white boys, or both. Or both. It's all the same. It's that, all it's the all same at that point. Honestly, it's all the same now. The, the, and that's and I think the brilliance behind this show is that the scariest characters in this movie, I mean, in the show so far, were not the actual creatures. Nope. It was the, even though that was fucked up too. It was fucked up. It was the threat of not getting across those tracks. Or not surviving the creatures because the white people were making terrible decisions. Yes. Ooh-wee. That was too much. That was too much. And and I'll tell you you another thing. Jernay Smollett Mm. undid the whole whole trope of running from the monster and tripping and falling. She had a full track stride. Full track stride. Ooh-wee. She was gone. That monster was not catching not her. Not catching her. Um, the other highlight I loved, I loved the, the, the backdrop of the James Baldwin uh, speech. That was the part that gave me anxiety. Because I was like, fuck. That's when you know, what, that's when you know something's up. Um, I'm, I'm really interested to see what Lovecraft Country has to offer from here. Um, I never have a problem with watching Janae Smollett in anything week after week. Yes. Um, I think this is uh, it's just an example again that 
HBO is HBO is is doing it when it comes to when it comes to specifically black content between of course Insecure, Watchmen, yeah, and now this like they Black Lady Sketch Show, yeah, they're they're and and especially with Watchmen and Lovecraft Country, even though you know the source material for Lovecraft Country is also based around a black man, right? But they are not afraid to take stories in which the characters happen to be black, right? And not, you know, and it doesn't feel forced at all. But then the, the, the circumstances surrounding those characters are comfortable with the fact that these people are black and addressing what 100%. comes with it. Whether in Watchmen, with it being based or rooted in the, 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 black, Wall, the black Wall Street massacre. And in this one, being firmly in the Jim Crow South and all the circumstances, like they did not tap dance around what this character who would be around in this time is dealing with. They didn't make this shit look like Greece. Right. You know what I'm saying? And all the different types of black people, yes. specifically black women, shout out to Anjanou Ellis, mm-hmm. who looked amazing. Um, and shout out to the little girl. I wish I, I wish I had her name up, but yeah. shout out to the little girl. Shout out to young girls drawing Afrofuturism comics. Yes! That was wonderful. I love that. Yes. I hope we get a little more of that. That was great. I think we will. Um, yeah. This, and it looks like and it looks like from here, just the little scenes I've seen going forward, that this all looks like it's going to be batshit crazy. I actually have the book at home. I have not read it yet because I want to <laughs> get more into. I feel like you say that every week. I have, I have the book at home. And I, I have not started reading it yet. I have not started reading it. <laughs> I have so many books. Uh, I'm in the middle of one now. I think I'm gonna just go ahead and read that series before I jump uh, the rest of that series before I jump into anything else because I have the series at home. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I yeah I hadn't gotten to get any reading done this week because I was so fucking stressed out behind this fucking hurricane. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm very interested to see where Lovecraft Country goes. Um, HBO is just killing it. Um, the casting, the music, the set design, everything was on point. Yep. Um, uh, I may destroy you as good. You know, I didn't put this. I didn't write this down, but I may destroy you as hard as fuck. Man, that show is. That's a that's Ooh. some that's some shit. Now that is, now that's some heavy dope. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. The the I'm ready for the I'm ready for this uh, season finale. That's yeah yeah. Cause we get we get some questions answered. I, I hope we get some questions answered. Cause the revelations from the last one is like Ooh-wee. oh man man the heavy one. And this isn't a huge spoiler in the in the large in the larger storyline, but uh, my my favorite character Terry. Uh, who had been eyeing this dude? Uh, it was just a it was just a complicated situation. Mm-hmm. He's just been eyeing this dude, yeah, and finally got to go out with. First of all, that was smooth as fuck. Yeah, he came over, gave him the bill. It was like, uh, oh, is there anything else I can do for you? Well, you can just give me the bill, and also if you can just text that number. That way, I can have yours. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen. I I just living vicariously through that man, so and I and I think the circumstances surrounding that that could have gone another another way, way actually 
I, I think they treated it with respect, and I, I they really did. Yeah, and I, I think it was I think it was kind of dope. Um, yeah, that was yeah, that was that was really wonderful. I just can't get over the fact that the white that the white boy Ben the 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 roommate is just at all times treated as the token white friend. There's there's got to be something going on with Ben. There is. I think there I, absolutely is. I I, th- I think he's afraid. I think he has like xenophobia or something like that, and is afraid to leave the apartment. Or like he's agoraphobic. Agoraphobic. That's what I meant. Like, he was because he, he was watching that that video. Yeah. About being lonely and not being out with friends. Yeah. And he just told the he just he just told homegirl uh, that he was just gonna stay in for the night. Yeah. He doesn't go anywhere. Um. So yeah, there there's definitely more there. Um. Yeah, that's a wonderful show. Michaela Cole is killing it there. That yeah. that whole that whole cast is wonderful. Good cast. I really like that. And I lo- I even I I love that Kwame's story is coming around because it was looking dark. His story is tough. Too. It's still kind of dark. Still tough. I it, it, you know in one of these days we're not going to do it on the, on this episode in particular, but that situation with the white girl. I want to yeah. know what people think about that. Yeah. Because was like was he being predatory? Well, because that white girl was getting mad intense. So again, without without spoiling the show, the show, in case people haven't guessed it, I feel like has it, it's it's basically about the nature of sexual misconduct, right? Um, and that's that's me oversimplifying it. it sure, but it's, it's essentially about different. Different stages of different forms of sexual misconduct, Correct. and the complicated relationships that you have because of them. So some of the questions that come up, and you know, by the way, if you're listening, trigger warnings for for rape and sexual misconduct and language surrounding that. Gotcha. Um, just fast forward about three minutes. Some of the questions that come up are, what constitutes rape? Um, it's a, it's a question that comes up throughout the course of the season, and there are a lot of there are a lot of situations where the casual observer may not feel that something constitutes as rape, but as we see, and, and we've discussed this on the show before, yep, the definition of rape, in a large part, lies in the eyes of the victim, and if, if the victim feels like they've been violated. If, if they have had some type of untoward mm-hmm. action taken upon them without their consent, that could be constituted as rape. So, you know, with certain examples like... Uh, I'm not really going to give the examples right. if, if y'all haven't seen it, but... I'll just say the white girl... Got, the, the, yeah. the, the situation seemed like a, like a one-off that it was fucked up, but these people are going to go about their lives... But mm-hmm. the white girl's getting intense. Yeah, and and the, but the but the bottom line is, it it comes down to consent and being informed. If 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 someone is engaging, and I mean, this is the argument that's being presented. By sure. the way, yeah, yeah. So I'm not saying that this is or is it my opinion. Gotcha. But the argument that's being presented is, if you have a sexual encounter with someone, then the person that you are partnering with is consenting with everything that they are aware of during that encounter. Yes, everything about you, everything about your intentions, right? everything. And if, for whatever reason, you violate that statute of consent or the... the, Or you're not forthcoming with certain details. Yeah, then that could constitute some type of 
sexual violation. Very possible. It's very possible. But and then I think this show again treats that with respect and dignity, and it's and it's uncomfortable. It's oh, and it's, it's going to make a lot of y'all think like, damn. It's okay, hard to sit through. Yeah, it's so there are a couple of parts that are hard to sit through because you you see what's coming, or you've been in that situation. Um, or you know someone that's been in that situation and you're seeing it from an angle that is that is designed to make you uncomfortable mm-hmm. and to make you think about it. Yep. Um, so yeah, salute to that show. I'm very happy about what I've seen this season. Um, shout, it, it, shout out to HBO again. Man, if Michaela Cole does not get some form of award yeah. for that show, they're just then we're just not doing awards right at all. Well. Luckily, well, we're not doing awards it, right at all, but that's a whole other topic. Based on the HBO's track record, it's very possible. I mean, yeah, man, Regina, Regina King, shut out. You know what I'm saying, uh, Zendaya, yeah, we, we even talk about Euphoria. So I think Michaela, Michaela has a strong. I mean, Issa has been nominated. Yeah, Michaela has a strong, a strong. Man, HBO is really out here putting black women on the platform. It's true, man. And y'all niggas are worried about whether or not some little four foot two nigga. Shot Megan Thee Stallion in the foot. Maybe we need to trust HBO more than we trust ourselves sometimes. I would say HBO <laughs> seems like they got it. They seem like they know what the fuck is up. Um, uh, speaking of speaking of the war against black women, uh, Trey Songs is in a lawsuit. <laughs> Trey Songs is wrapped up in a lawsuit. Uh, I believe this. Uh, now, to be fair, I believe this is this is a white woman, but I will tie it. I will tie it together. Um, ten million. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's that's white woman numbers. Um, anything over five million. Anything with two commas. <laughs> that's yeah, white woman yeah, numbers. That's white woman numbers. Um. According to documents obtained by, what is this, The Blast? Yeah, The Blast. Trey Song's real name, Tremaine Neverson, uh, is being sued by a Georgia woman using the name Jane Doe. Uh, basically, they were at this club in Miami, and um, he put his hand and he put his hand up her dress and tried to finger fuck her uh, when she didn't ask for that. Um, and now she is suing for assault, claims of assault, battery, intentional infliction of emotional distress, negligent infliction of emotion, and a, a negligent infliction of emotional distress, uh, seeking more than ten dollars in damages. Um, Kiki Palmer tried to tell y'all, uh, as she does. Kiki Palmer, I remember. Now I don't remember if we reported on this on the show or not. Uh, I def, it was definitely something a a, a a situation I remember happening. Kiki Palmer was at Trey Song's house, and there was a party going on, and they were using a bunch of the footage from niggas with camera phones uh, for that party uh, for a video. Cause there's a, there's a line about Kiki Palmer in in the song, and I'm sure she did not ask to be included. She in did not song. ask to be included. She said she didn't want to be uh, involved in that. And at some point, they locked her in the closet. 
At some point, they took her phone and locked her in the closet. The closet, closet, closet. And um, Kiki Palmer tried to tell y'all at the time what it was, and it just kind of got swept under the rug because Trey Songz dropped some new shit. Um, but uh, again, black women trying to tell y'all what's up. You can tell he's untrustworthy by the shape of his mouth. It is now. Cr- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he, he just, just got an eight shit mouth. He has an eight shit shaped mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, a lot of shit looking back on Trey Songs' kind of trajectory looks funny now. It looks crazy now. Like, the fact that he just randomly did, all of a sudden, he just randomly turned up. Anywhere Megan Thee Stallion and Jordan Woods were, mm. it's kind of predatory. It looking back on it, it doesn't look good. It does look a little predatory. Um, now, granted, if with consent, if Megan Thee Stallion had on the Mortal Kombat katana outfit that she had on, yeah, yeah. And I had the ability to just show up with consent. Yeah. Odds are I would. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> Same goes for Jordan. I'm just, I'm just there. Um, so, yeah, this is some fuck nigga shit. And on, on, it, 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 first of all, the fact that all these fuck niggas just have a network. It's called the music industry. It's called the music industry. Um, in other fuck nigga news... R. Kelly's manager. Now, this is some shit. This is according to Deadline. Uh, in the, uh, his, uh, his, his manager, his former manager's name, uh, Donnell Russell. I ain't never met a nigga named Donnell that meant, it, that meant anybody any good. <laughs> I ain't never met a nigga named Donnell that wasn't about that life. Um... Has been charged in New York with threatening to shoot up a Manhattan screening room that was showing the Lifetime docuseries Surviving R. Kelly. So they was really trying to put pressure on Dream Hampton. Um, Mm. uh, The charges were announced today by the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York and the FBI. That's the other thing. The FBI does not show up. To try to get you. If the FBI shows up, you're already got it. They already got it. <laughs> Russell was one of three Kelly associates arrested earlier this week for setting fire to a parked car in, a, in an attempt to intimidate a witness who was planning to testify in the federal sexual abuse against Kelly. Uh, the singer has been has been in custody at a Chicago jail since last summer. Yes. No, we know that. Um, but yes, congratulations on that. Um, in the latest charges, Russell faces two counts of threatening physical harm by interstate communication and conspiracy to do the same for placing a threatening phone call on December 4th, 2018 to Manhattan's new house screening room. The threat of gun violence at the venue, the complaint alleges, was an attempt to prevent the screening of the Lifetime docuseries about allegations of Kelly's sexual abuse of girls and women. So they re- they were really on some organized crime shit, trying to put pressure on Dream Hampton and them. That's fucking crazy. Like, <sighs> you would think the smart thing would be to 
day that, low and how about stay distance yourself out from R. Kelly? Well, but then again, now that I think about it, you're implicated in everything he's already done. He ain't got no fucking. That was the other thing. They have to be covering their own interests because at this point, R. Kelly ain't got enough money to be sitting around telling people to protect his interests. So the best way to protect your interest is to go into a room full of people and start <laughs> shooting them the fuck up. And blow up a parked car. That says not guilty. I mean, what did you... What did they think was going to happen? And again, again, this is the lack of protection black women have out here. Is that there are niggas invested that just want them to shut up. That's nasty. At least in this case, nothing happened to her. Now, granted, yes, we're happy that they're that they are okay, but it, this is just more fuel on the fire of what we're talking about. And the niggas who and I know there are niggas listening to this who are gonna go, oh, but Oz, uh, we're not doing that shit. Why should we have to take the fall for what the for what the fuck niggas are doing? You know why? Because instead of asking what you can do to help to help. This make this a better culture for black women. You're asking why you why you feel like you have to take the fall. That's why. That's why the fact that you're asking that instead of being concerned about the safety of the women in your community is exactly why you got to take the fall too. Is exactly why it is a systematic institutional failure on the part of black men in our community. Y'all want to know how easy it is? I can give y'all a 10 second example of how easy it is. And I, I apologize for using you as an example, but you're sitting right next to me. Do it. If I see Oz doing something that is harmful to black women, I can turn to Oz and say, stop doing that shit. It's that easy, y'all. It's that simple. It, just start with your own people. It's and that and, easy. And that, that lends itself. That's what they're talking about when it comes to protection. Feeling protected can mean anything from physical protection to just emotional support. Cutting it off at the source. Cutting it right off at the source where it exists. And just to give you an understanding, as far as I'm concerned, if I you know, and not that there's a likelihood of this happening uh, or us coming into conflict, but if I ever see, if I ever saw uh, uh, Tory Lanez in the street, I'm going to punch him in his mouth. And judging from what we've seen, there's not much that he can do about it. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Not a single thing. This nigga could have been in a fight with two other niggas simultaneously and didn't get a hit off on either one of them. <laughs> and they were, they were fighting each other. And they were fighting each other and didn't even see him coming. <laughs> didn't get a single hit off on either one of them. I mean, Royce of 5'9 by himself has intimidated this man to shut the fuck up. Yes. I feel good about my chances. He also has a bazooka. Yes, yes, he also has <laughs> Call of Duty weaponry that is not really allowed in the country. <laughs> um, do I want to do DC? Well, we'll do that in the, the listener letters, actually. Okay. Well, you know, let's go. We there is something we can go ahead and get out from DC fandom. Um, mm-hmm. They announced uh, they're bringing back Milestone Comics. Yeah, yeah, we forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, Reginald Hudlin, yeah, announced that they are not that through DC. They are reinvigorating Milestone Comics, and that we're probably going to get a live action uh, Static Shock project. Yes, all of which are things to be excited about. 
Yeah, because they 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 had announced, um, and we may have actually discussed it before. They announced before that they were bringing back Milestone Comics. Just they did and, at and, first, and, and then it got quiet because they had that they they had that little legal battle with the McDuffie estate. Right, right. Um, Dwayne McDuffie, who was a part of this little um, three or four uh, black creators that started Milestone Comics, who is who has passed in the past like. 10 years I guess um uh his his family had a controlling interest in Milestone yep. so that resulted in a, le- a years long legal battle and that's probably why you haven't seen a lot of static related content or any of that shit yep. uh, but they're, they're, they're bringing it back now um and we're probably going to get a static shock project out of this hey I'm putting something into the universe for everybody here right now do it I'm going to write a script for a Milestone movie. Hey! I'll put it out there. Universe. Let's go. Make it happen. Let's fucking go. Um, Let's see. What else? Do I have anything else? Um, Okay. Well, that's cool. We can take a quick break. We'll We'll be back with more Foolishness and Fuckery. You are listening to Opinions While Black. Sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. And we are back. Mm-hmm. We are black. We are opinionated. And we're feeling pretty good off of the last of that whiskey lemonade from last Ooh. week. It's even stronger than it was last <laughs> week. <laughs> I might have to brew some of that up in case this hurricane shit does turn does does turn out to be a shelter in place situation. Um It's time for white people must be stopped. Skirt skirt. Um as a follow-up, we've definitely discussed this story before. Um, this is courtesy of Blavity.com. Um, so that so that that white that black woman that single mother that was being harassed by her neighbors, um, and the the black men were sitting outside her place day and night in shifts uh, in case some shit popped off. Um, that those white people who were harassing her are finally being arrested. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Um, the couple behind the the alleged years long harassment and abuse of a Long Island woman have finally been arrested and charged by the Nassau County D- District Attorney, according to New York Daily News. Jennifer McLegan, uh, a black nurse moved into her three her home three years ago and says her neighbors John McEney and his father Michael McEney began a, ca- a campaign of terror against her. She said the two repeatedly threw dog feces and mutated squirrels on her lawn while threatening her with racial barbs. Uh, McLegan filed dozens of complaints but was largely ignored by police until her story blew up on social media last month due to a photo of a note uh, she has posted in her window. Um, On Monday, the district attorney's office said John had been charged with criminal mischief and harassment and that his partner, Mindy Kennerick, uh, was hit with a a criminal tampering charge. Let's go. A group of black men began taking watch outside McLegan's home after Nassau, after Nassau County 
uh, Police Commissioner Pat Ryder said police did not have any evidence of bias and the department would not would continue to look into the matter. Um, the best part about this, I just want to, this is a great quote uh, from uh, Miss McLegan. Uh, they cannot. They cannot say these kids are not trying and are not and not strong and not smart. They're not the people of yesterday. They're with the shits. Wow. That's a direct. Wow. Quote. And it's the God's honest okay. truth. Okay. I'm with it. I'm with that. Now you see, that's what it looks like, y'all. That's what protecting black women looks like out here. That's not. It's not hard. It's not hard, and if you if you organize and listen to what women are saying, and you apply pressure, you can make something fucking happen out here. That's what protecting black women looks like. Yeah, I bet none of those niggas went up to her door and started questioning her, talking about the shit sounds fishy. Are they really fucking with you? What did you say to them in the car? Get the fuck out of here. You know the nigga's only 4'2". How you gonna hold a gun? Let's see all that kind of shit. All that kind of shit. Probably, you you probably hit him first. It's and if she did, well, again, and if she did. Still don't need to get <laughs> shot. Um, Another fucked up story. Uh, Golden, Golden Warriors, uh, uh, so, before I read the article yeah the the president of the toronto raptors mm-hmm. a black man named masai ujiri of african descent of african descent who is a tall uh, who is a tall fella in a in a perfectly tailored suit mm-hmm. was pushed up on by by uh by the sheriffs at the uh at the finals at the 2019 finals yeah. Ran up on this nigga, and he had a body cam on, so you saw the whole thing. You're right, pushed him like pushed him like his name was Joe, was Joe Blow. So all this shit that y'all talk about with your little appearance, respectability, politics, you know, it doesn't matter. You can be a relatively well known and successful, well dressed African, and still be harassed by police moments. After your team just pulled off an improbable victory over the team that was supposed to beat them. Drake. Drake was treated better than the president <laughs> of the team that won. It's also Drake. It's Well, okay. Fair enough. It's, it's also, also Drake. It's six God. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll give you that. But, and then the body cam. He had a body cam on. Mm-hmm. So we we see how they we see how much they give a fuck about a body cam. Almost none, almost not at all. They don't give a fuck. Well, they're not accidentally turning them off. Oh right, when there's not a uh, equipment malfunction or what the fuck ever they got to say there. Um, but the president of the Warriors has apologized uh, to my personal and professional friend. I'm heartbroken seeing the video seeing the video of what should have been the happiest professional moment of your life. It's hard to watch and know all that swirled around you in the aftermath. Damn, and told this man to back the fuck up. You know what's harder than watching it, y'all? Going through it. Did you did you watch did you see the video? I did. Shove that man in his fucking chest. I was I was 
that was pretty uh, that, that was almost a triggering moment and you can tell he almost slapped the shit out of Sheriff too and, yeah. for, and remember where he was and that he was a, and, and that the, he was a nigga and it's horrible that no matter how high up in the world you get you got to remember when you still a nigga mm-hmm. um, if this man can get pushed up on at the at the best professional moment of his life if Henry Louis Gates can get run up on trying to break into his own house there is no level of respect uh, respectability politics on this planet that will save you me or any of us from institutional racism just won't period send your uh real life racism stories uh send your racist encounters uh, along with racist news um, or your listener letters questions for myself D. Randall or any of our guests please send that to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com or log on to opinionswhileblack.com where you can get in touch with us through Facebook through any of our social media outlets be they Facebook Twitter or Instagram also where you can buy merch yep the merch store is open opinionswhileblack.threadless.com uh, new designs every week. Um, we'll be back with your listener letters and the top three STFUs. You're listening to Houston's most savage podcast. Mm. Pour up. And we are back. Mm-hmm. We are black. Yep. We are opinionated, and uh, day drinking is not just uh, an action, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's a way of life. Tell that to my cirrhosis, I tell you. <laughs> um, it's time for your listener letters. Um, let's see. Gustavo Andres Romero Pineda. Wow. Man put his entire... Stand on your shit. Uh, you know be proud what I'm of your shit. You know uh, what? Before you even go to his letter, I actually, like, I actually, you know, I, I have some of my best friends are Latino. Buss it. And, you know, I tell them, if I really wanted to fuck with white people, I would demand that people, I would demand that people speak my entire name when when addressing me. A whole cultural mandate. You know what I'm saying? To say the whole thing. The whole so-and-so. Every time. Day so-and-so of the so-and-so. I need you to give, I like, full both full family lineages speak my full name when addressing me. Because you notice the only time white people ever get their whole full name said is when they're doing some fuck shit or when they're a serial killer. Yeah, you know, little white boys running around with two first names two middle names and three last names michael carter allen tyler wilson you, smith you know he's the prime suspect in yeah. something he sniffed chalk dust as a kid real talk you know he's guilty so all my latinx latinx people's demand say for them the, to speak all seven or eight of your names say the whole thing like a tribe the whole quest. thing um Gustavo says that all of his shit just all anything he's all of his questions just involve the new Batman trailer. Okay. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, DC DC Comics has rolled out their DC Fandom Month, which is just their whole rollout for uh, new content. 
all across the board. I think they're doing a separate one for comics specifically next month. I don't know. Um, most of it I was not impressed by. Most of it was a bunch of announcements I didn't give a shit about. Um, except for uh, footage from the latest incarnation of Batman films Matt Reeves directed entitled The Batman. Yes. Let me just say. Yes. Matt Reeves, apparently he only has 30% of this shit done. For that two-minute trailer, two- or three-minute trailer, that was the hardest two or three minutes I've ever fucking seen. Look, man. That was some (laughs) hard-ass shit. (laughs) And this is somebody who has been very um, suspicious of the rollout for this new Batman. Mostly because he's being played by Edward Cullen from Twilight. That's why we call it Patman. Patman. Patman was hard as fuck, I have to say. Uh, One of the prime prime scenes in the trailer is some random... I I guess they're some kind of Joker clown game. I don't know. They look like Joker acolytes or something like that. Walked up on this man, said, "Who are you supposed to be?" He grabbed he grabbed one of them and beat the beat the living fuck out of him with an Arkham Knight combo or some shit. Beat the Tory Lanes out that boy. <laughs> and after he got him on the ground, continued to ground and pound and beat this man to a bloody stump. God damn, that shit was hard. I'm vengeance, man. So, I have to say the Batman trailer looks the Batman trailer looks hard as fuck. Yeah, someone someone in one of my uh, in one of my threads said that it looks like and this is not an insult by the way. It looks like if Christopher Nolan cared about Batman. <laughs> <laughs> one one of the things and you know to me the the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy stands alone on its own as one of the best superhero um, franchises ever ever. Even with Dark Knight Rises, yeah, even with even yeah, even with that last one, um, it gave a very realistic and gritty look at it. But Christopher Nolan, who is also one of my favorite directors, notoriously said that he wasn't trying to make a superhero film. Right, he was making a crime film that happened to star Batman, and it was a crime drama. This looks like Christopher Nolan is making a superhero movie, and it looks like it is going to be ridiculous and it takes a lot of and it looks like it takes a lot of notes from the aesthetic nolan was trying to pull off while making its own kind of style there yeah um i will say as one complaint i am sick of hollywood putting good black actors in fucked up wigs uh jeffrey wright <laughs> and that little flat top joint Amen. I am sick of them putting good Amen. black male actors in these fucked up wigs. Let them, let them, Shout out to Samuel L. Jackson. Let them have a lineup, y'all. Let these brothers have a lineup. You know what I'm saying? Can't none of these niggas have a South Side fade outside of outside of fucking the shy or some you shit? Know what I'm saying? Damn. Oh man, that, 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 they did my boy kind of wrong. I understand why they did it. They were trying to stay within the aesthetic, even in race washing Jim Gordon. But no, nah, that wasn't it. That wasn't it. Let that man have his let let that man have his natural hairline, bro. If it's good enough for Westworld, it should be good enough for y'all. Um Colin Farrell. 
under all that makeup, I guess it's supposed like, to be the penguin. The penguin looking like Alfred Molina. Again, very Damn. good makeup job. You know, for for somebody who is very rarely in anything good, when Colin Farrell's in something good, it's usually going to be great. Yeah. Very rarely is he in anything good, but the good things he's in, I'm, I'm always happy to see. Um, as long as we're talking about DC fandom, let me just, let me, well, no, no, as actually, let me stay on the Batman real quick. So one of the criticisms that, at, that, uh, um, Robert Pattinson got was that he didn't want to work out. He didn't want to go and undergo some kind of like P90X training regimen for the part. Yeah. There's still a lot of criticism behind this, but I think what it looks, what it seems like to me, this is just a theory. It seems like there is a move towards less of that. I noticed this watching Zac Efron and the way he was talking about Mm -hmm. how he never wants to be that hard body dude ever again. Yeah. It seems, and I've I've heard this sentiment from a couple other actors, and I don't know if this is going to be entirely the case, but it seems like there's a movement towards less of that because even athletes get an off season where they get a little lax yeah. on their on their diet on their on their their uh their their fit their fitness routine. By the way, that's easy for y'all to say with my fat ass. <laughs> but the, but it's also it's also I think we're starting to see that it's not it's not necessary. Right. Um and you fall into that once you get into these long contra- long contractual ob- obligations. Yeah. Chris Evans probably didn't think he was going to be Captain America that long and he ended up being Captain America for 10 years. He did. And I started seeing little tricks that they played with the camera like y'all y'all may not realize this. Chris was not very diesel for uh for Infinity War in game. Right. He he had on a lot of loose fitting clothing. That's true. Those. Uh but that's neither here nor there. Uh, the point is, the other thing about this Batman movie is that this is supposed to be Batman Year Two. So this is an early right. version of Batman. I think it's interesting because they said this is a Batman who's still trying to figure out his code, still mm-hmm. trying to figure out who he is. So we're going to see him make mistakes. He's not going to be perfect, but he's still going to have those hands. Apparently still has those fucking hands. Um, and I will also say is... Once again, Batman has shown up to be the one thing holding DC's movie line together. Because, bruh, that Snyder Cut shit? (laughs) We watched the trailer for that Snyder Cut shit in pre-production. And let me tell you something. It looks like the same shit. It looks like just something you should buy on DVD... Or or stream on DVD, just just deleted scenes from the same shit you've been you you've already seen. That's terrible. And the problem is, no amount of deleted scenes can fix what's wrong with this movie because the movie is fundamentally flawed. That is correct. Because the the whole plot of Justice League is that five is that five powerful superheroes are completely fucking useless without Superman. That's pretty much the gist of the story. Every problem they had in this movie, Superman solved it in the last 20 minutes of the fucking movie. 
What the fuck kind of team is that? And the Justice League is supposed to be an assembly of the greatest superheroes of all time? No, no amount of deleted scenes can fix that shit. And Darkseid kind of looks like shit. And it's unfortunate that beat for beat, it's almost it's almost the same as Marvel with the Thanos saga. And Marvel just beat them to market with that storyline, including time travel and everything else. They should have, you know... They, what they, the fuck makes you think people want to see four hours of that? Now, granted, I'm still going to watch it. Same. But, I have HBO Max. It's free. Yeah. So. I'm still going to watch it. But at the same time, y'all, don't... I, for, for everyone that that has behind, been behind the Snyder Cut for the last, what, two, three years, I applaud your efforts. I'm glad that you believe in something so strongly. Please remember to vote in November. But don't be surprised if that shit is just as bad as the original, if not worse. That shit's still gonna be ass. And still, now granted, it's still gonna be ass, but I'm kind of happy about it because Joe Morton's still getting the check. Yeah. For phoning it in as Cyborg's dad. That's what I, I wanna know if they get paid again for it. I, I know they're doing like reshoots and shit for it. Let's shoot Here's how you're gonna be able to tell. If Cavill got paid again, they got paid again. Okay. Um. So yeah, that's our little nerd moment. Um, L. Llewellyn James. Wait a minute. Get out of that window. L. Llewellyn James asks, what do you guys believe will be the future of intimate sexual relations in a world that is placing more implicit import upon negating social intimacy as per clinical concerns, lack of actual community, and or the merging of human consciousness into artificial intelligence. Wow. Why? Y'all really You want... have the audacity to ask a real question? Y'all really y'all really on it, man. Shit. We talked all this shit about the price going up. Oh, so I guess we got so damn. I guess we gotta stay on it. We gotta keep the same energy. Um I'm not gonna lie to you. I know the COVID era kind of has people going through the motions and they're kind of now people are kind of jonesing for um physical contact um you know people are missing their loved ones and it's you know i I was just thinking the other day how the fuck does anyone date in the in a pandemic and honestly I don't think this is rearranging the landscape of how sexual intimacy happens because once this shit is over this is my theory once this shit is over this shit is all turning into the fucking purge <laughs> everybody it's gonna this shit is, uh, once this shit is over and, and, and the flag the white flag goes up and people can go back to touching each other again and not have to social distance and wear masks out in public and all that shit. Once this shit is over, over in America, America gonna get hedonistic than a bitch. I see it. I see it. Everything you wanted to do in 2020, everything you took for granted that you would never do, but now you're you're suffering from FOMO. You're gonna do all that shit next year. Every HBCU homecoming. Is gonna turn into the Hangover, Project X, all that shit rolled up into one. They're gonna be hella homecoming pregnancies. 
off of Homecoming 2021. I feel like I feel like the groundwork for what is to come in regards to intimacy and dating and relationships has already been has already been laid. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. And I and I think that the pandemic has probably accelerated the timeline of that happening in in certain regards. Mm-hmm. The at the center of it all is interpersonal relationships. Now, right. I'm, you know, I'm an old head, as they say. And I have not, because I've been married for 15 years and been with my wife for, whew, since 1998. Black love. I, I remember a time where, I'm about to sound old, y'all, so forgive me. Um, in order to date people, you had to see them in person. <laughs> You know, 1998 was, you know, that was, that's, you know, pre social media the way that we know it. It's a lot of, a lot of it is pre this and pre that. And, and dating up until, you know, up through the late 90s into the early 2000s still involved, you know, an in person meeting, phone calls, in person dating. There were no swipe rights or swipe lefts. You weren't able to make a decision on whether you were interested in someone by motioning your finger. Mm-hmm. You actually got that and developed interpersonal relationships by meeting with people and getting to know them in person, for lack of a better term. So, because that was a default way to meet people at the time, mm-hmm. I've also made a lot of friendships, a lot of very good platonic friendships that still last to this day. If y'all have problematic problematic takes against that, fuck y'all. <laughs> but I do. I have a lot of I have a lot of female friends, just like I have a lot of male friends. Let me not say a lot. I have more than probably the average guy does. But that's neither here nor there. Sure. My point being, sure. Over the last several years, because of the convenience of of social media, it's easier for people to screen people out at the flick of a finger or at the the slide of a thumb, and so they are less likely to get to know people and their flaws and everything up front. And, and, and the thing is, most people, let me not say most, because I don't have anything scientific to back it up. There are probably a lot of people that you would swipe left, that you would get along with in life, even if they are not your ideal partner. Right. But because you don't want to, you don't even want to be confronted with someone that comes across as less than ideal as you, that already affects the way that a lot of people approach relationships to begin with. That's fair. And the problem that a lot of people run into in relationships nowadays is that they have this this idealistic view of what this potential partner should be like. And if that person doesn't check all the boxes, it's easier to dismiss them because there's an application with an algorithm that will let you choose another possible candidate. Right. So with all that said, in my opinion, to answer your question. It's only going to get more difficult to date people until until people are comfortable enough with talking to people in person and and not treating every encounter that they have with someone as a job interview on whether or not you want to fuck them or not. I hate to say it. Or worse yet, a drug deal on the corner where you're like trading something and you're like, same time, same time. Yeah. Y'all need more platonic friends. That's to me, to me, 
if you want to know why so many people suffer in relationships, it is because most people have trouble having platonic friends of the opposite sex. And if you're being very honest with yourself, chances are most of you fall into that category. It's not a condemnation. No, not at all. But I think if you if you have better platonic relationships with people of the opposite sex, then you will have a more open view when it comes to entering into more romantic relationships, people of the opposite sex. What will happen after this, though, immediately after this pandemic, as soon as they open the gates, a lot of y'all is just going to put your dicks in anything that you can. It's true. It's, it's going true. to happen. It's There's no I, judgment. I can't agree more. I can't agree more. I'm not saying that's gonna, that I'm going to be one of them. <laughs> I'm not saying that here on this program. <laughs> but I'm saying that that's the God's honest truth. And, and yes, platonic relationships should be a little more developed. Normalize, normalize showing your friends your titties platonically. Nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with platonic titties. I'm kidding. That has nothing to do with what Randall was saying. Um... Uh, but yes, normalized platonic titties. ATM, all titties matter. <laughs> Damn. Um, oh, what is happening on this program? <laughs> this, this is year three, y'all. You mentioned titties, and it went all off the rails. From yeah, that. that that it usually does. So that, yeah, short funny. answer. Um, short answer. The changes, the changes that are that are going to change the landscape are already here. Yep. And with people so desperate for, for human interaction, a lot of them are just going to go out straight into fucking and not into talking people and learning how to develop. See, this is the time. Hold up, y'all. Hold up. I don't, mean to, I don't mean to belabor this point. This time right now where you can't be in person with people, this is the perfect time to actually get to know people. You know, Courtney said that exact same shit to me. Congratulations on your impending nuptials, by the way, Courtney. Yes, I'll be there. Oh, word. Okay. But, you know, this is the perfect time for y'all to start getting to know people. People that you'll know if they survive, if they've survived this this current whatever, and you still fuck with them without having to be around them all day, without having to fuck them every day. Yeah. And you can actually build on who that person is. Without all the trappings and distractions of being out in the open, you actually might, hear me out, you actually might develop a meaningful relationship with someone. Hey, you know what? That's the God's honest truth. And I'm going to and I'm going to leave that question there because I have some fuck shit I can say. I'm not going to but I'm not going to ruin something <laughs> wonderful that came from this podcast. No, you got to you got to say it now. Ruin uh, it. Let's go. Ruin it. All I'm saying is, this is the this is the sound, reasonable advice of a married man who is <laughs> who has remained married for who has remained married for 15 years with a woman that he has known pretty much all his adult life and then some. Uh, from me, <laughs> who is not in such a position, I am saying normalized platonic titties. <laughs> Normalized platonic titties. The first time they say out outside is open, um, you know, eat that box. You know, wow. <laughs> wow. So, okay. I'm, all I'm telling you is that that's another thing. Are you saying that, that shirts are a violation of their freedoms? Could be. Could be. Okay. They, they they're restrictive. Yeah. Um, all I'm saying 
but for real though <laughs> um there's a lot of you young gentlemen that I've that that I didn't know existed that are resisting eating the box this is really more opinions while black after dark shit but we don't know when we're launching that let me just tell you something <laughs> normalize eating the box we're in a pandemic there are a lot of people who have been social distancing and quarantining for months on end um there are some people that have not had the kind of physical intimacy that they want that they feel that they deserve when when outside gets open again you don't get to be picky they don't want to hear what you ain't what you don't do right fellas they don't want to hear that shit they want to get everything done that they have thought that they have done nothing but think about since March and then Cardi and Meg drop some shit that they can't get out and dance to no normalize eating the box you're only you're only restricting you're only creating diminishing returns of box intake for yourself by withholding eating the pussy that's all I'm saying that's all I'm saying normalize eating the box when in doubt eat the box that's all I'm saying it's never failed if you know what you're doing David Santiago yeah you sure did <laughs> Chase the entire time of what I said alright I mean hey you said I, it you said I, go I, on I, and say it I wanted to leave it there I will not I, I, let me just say I will not disagree with your statement <laughs> I wanted to leave it there I swear I did no here at Opinions While Black, we leave nothing on the table <laughs> except empty cups. God damn, we do. Yeah, we show motherfucking right. David Santiago asked, I think this is for each of us, what is your favorite pieces of uh, art, be it a piece of artwork, music, cinema, etc.? That's a, that's, a, that's a cold one. That's a deep one. Actually, yeah. So, Okay. I'm, I'm glad you said including like art, cinema, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Um, for me, it is something that 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 actually encapsulates at least three of those categories, and that is the Midnight, not the Low End Theory album by Ooh. A Tribe Called Quest. Ooh, damn! For me, it was it was the first, again, y'all. I'm old, so forgive me on this. It is, um, first of all, my, my favorite album right. in life, period. But it also marked a turning point for me because it was a culmination of very good music from my favorite group at the time with, with, with a visual aesthetic in, its, in the artwork that came with it mm -hmm. that I felt like matched the quality and aesthetic of the music itself mm. and then all the accompanying videos for the album as well i thought you know again tied into yeah that whole thing but the the low end theory album by a tribe called quest as a project encapsulate art to me in different mediums and appeal to a lot of a lot of different senses of mine and it's it, it's been my favorite project to this wow. day because of that 
you have and that's amazing you have one that just kind of runs the landscape of mediums of art of, yeah. of art that's amazing because yeah. i can tell you right now my answer is way different than that <laughs> um now i will say it will i will say as far as music goes one of my favorite albums of all time is midnight marauders yeah i'm a midnight marauder that's guy. a very close second to my answer um when and when i talk about albums i mean albums that changed the way i looked at art and content going forward midnight marauders was one fuji's the score was another mm, good one um baduism from erica badu yep um uh Aquimini from outcast Ooh. Um, and then, as, you know, as, as, as I go into grown up hood, uh, shit, who is Jill Scott? No, my favorite, no, no, my favorite one was volume two, uh, uh, beautifully human or whatever mm. it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, child, even, even current stuff that kind of changed the landscape of what music sounded like to me going forward. Um, childish Gambino because the internet um uh shit um even even back even the old stuff trouble man uh fucking the 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 ego death by the internet everything after even everything after ego death was just it, anything in those same circles was just irrelevant compared to it that shit got me through like the summer and the fall of that year, and it just the sound of it changed what my ears were listening to going forward from there. That's what a good piece of artwork, a good album, a good anything is for me. Channel Orange is another one. Favorite movies, shit. Uh, there is no one. Spider Man Two, Up in the Air. Um shit. Uh, I can't. I can't even. I can't even. I can't even answer the movie question like that. Isn't uh, that a tough one, man? The, no. When you I, talk about in terms of like pieces of art, it's that's a tough one. Yeah. From no. a purely artistic merit, almost anything by Stanley Kubrick. Oh shit! I, okay. I really, I really fuck with. But I mean, but I can also say like. Almost anything by Christopher Nolan and David Fincher. Oh yeah, as well. Fincher's so, wonderful. Yeah, so I'm not. I'm not even gonna go down the movie path. The Bo- Mark of Zorro, mm. the Mask of Zorro, Mask of Zorro. Yeah, is one of my favorite movies of all time ever. I will never not watch it when it comes on television. Damn. Antonio Banderas was that was just the height of kind of what made him so charismatic on screen. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was the last time in living memory for me that I remember technical effects being being used to augment a story and are not centered around and are not and the story isn't being centered around effects. Okay. The technical effects, the stunt work, the 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 fight scenes, all that shit was just perfectly laid out for me. Also you get to see Anthony Hopkins killing candles with a whip. That was one of the best scenes ever in yeah. film to me. <laughs> um, uh, and it is a little problematic racially, but I take it in the regard that all the all the characters that were played by white people were playing people from Spain 
and it in a way you can kind of argue that it was reflective of um the difference between people from Mexico and California and people immigrating from Spain kind of trying to impose these Euro these more European uh ideals on them. Yep. So that's the way I looked at it. I know it's still kind of racially problematic. And my favorite comic book of all time is Transmetropolitan by Warren Ellis. Ooh. My favorite one ever. Wow. I reread it every year. It is it informs kind of the way I look at a lot of things. Uh Warren Ellis is a fucked up guy who has done some fucked up shit recently. Um apparently has been doing some fucked up shit by women in the comic industry for years. But I can't get rid of that piece of work from my collective consciousness. But he's a piece I mean he's a piece of shit, but that work is just one of the the supreme works of what makes a good comic book and what makes a good overarching storyline. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's dope. If if you want to read about what Hunter Thompson w- would have been like in the Blade Runner future, read Transmetropolitan. Good point. It, I mean, it, I mean, he read a lot of that was mirrored exactly for Hunter Thompson, right down to him having to get out of the uh, Simon and Schuster deal. Um, I'm I'm big about Hunter Thompson too. So, um, that's a piece of artwork too. Fear and Loathing on the campaign trail. Um, I named a lot of shit, and Randall named one thing that could just <laughs> be encompassed across multiple mediums. So that'll give you an idea of the difference between us. Um, and there was one more. Uh, there was one more question uh, on Twitter. Uh, let's see, every we get we get at least we we only usually get one or two questions on Twitter. We got one good question that I thought was hilarious. Uh, if I can, if my phone, I, I, I tell you the processor on this phone is shit. Uh, I should have got the one I really wanted. Uh, okay. Oh, we got oh we got another one. Got in just under the wire. All right. T. Lawrence Hall, Tim, people's, people's critic, critic, asks, "Why do people still go to John Gray's church? What kind of what kind of car will will buy his wife? Will he buy his wife this time for cheating?" <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Tim. He, yeah, he said the he said the text yesterday of that's a John, terrific question. John Gray is a cheating ass. Um, I have I have bars for this one. Go go you you go first. The reason people still go to John Gray's church, and the reason people still uh, give him ten percent, is because and I'm saying this as a lifelong uh, as a lifelong Baptist Christian is because there are people, a large majority, a vocal majority among my flock of Baptist Christian that are gullible rubes. Mm. Yeah. It's that simple. There are some people that will forgive anyone, any man of the cloth for any transgression they ever commit. Whatsoever. Whatsoever. He's still a man. There are people that will forgive that will forgive the church for feeling on little boys. What makes you think in the age of people caping for Issa on Insecure 
What <laughs> makes you think that they won't forgive him for just cheating? Are you serious? Just cheating. Just cheating. Cheating and, and sending videos to his probable side piece with his kid in the back. Of all the fucked up things the church does that people turn a blind eye to, what made you think that cheating would be left out of that equation? He could slap your mother and you'd probably forgive him. It'd be fine. It's you'd be- think it was fine. It's because it's... Be- oh, like you've never slapped anybody? May he who has not sinned cast the first stone. Well, it's different. If you slap somebody's mama, they're coming after you. If John Gray slaps him, well... I mean, he is a man of the cloth, but he's still a man. He's still a man. He's still a man. We yep. put too much emphasis on human beings in the church and not enough on God. Fuck out of my face. And what kind of car is he going to buy? He's probably not going to buy her shit. He, I mean, he doesn't. He's, it's obvious that he doesn't care. He's a man of the cloth. He makes Wolf of Wall Street money. He's going to buy her a boat. Yeah, he, he's, he doesn't care. Yeah, it doesn't Uh-oh. matter. What she needs to do is she needs to cheat on him. And then he will he will he will immediately change his tune. And cheat on him with a nigga nigga. Yeah. Somebody that ain't been nowhere near the church. Somebody just a nigga, just a round away nigga that's gonna beat the pussy all the way up. A Jamal. A Jamal. Jamal gonna be Jamal gonna go wall gonna go wall to wall gonna go sixty gonna go sixty one points in the <laughs> bubble in the pussy. <laughs> I'm just saying somebody somebody's just gonna tear just gonna tear the new one. Real talk. That's how you that's how you if you I don't believe in getting revenge in a relationship for cheating, but if you're going to go big. Go big or go home. Go with, fuck a rival pastor. Ooh. Fuck a pastor at the mom and pop church, two blocks two blocks around the way. Actually, go fuck Creflo Dollar. <laughs> and that is, I think that's the solution. If she fucks Creflo Dollar, she needs to fuck somebody that's more problematic than him and has oh, and, and, and potentially has more money. I, well, no, he's dead. I can't say it. I can't say it. Um, who's the guy that fucked the little boys? You have to be way more specific. Who's who's the the black pastor that fucked the, that that fucked those little boys and it got swept under the rug right up until he died? I forgot the mega church guy. I, I forget. He's round to my tongue. I can't think of it. Uh, if he were alive, I would say fuck him. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry if that didn't answer your question, Tim. Um, but the answer is she needs to fuck somebody else. She needs to fuck someone else. She needs to fuck someone else, and people are gonna forgive him because um, there are a lot of people in the church that are short-sighted rubes. Now they won't forgive her. No, 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 no. Let's make that clear. God forbid someone in the Judean, in the Jude, in a, a woman in the Judeo-Christian faith does not forgive a man for literally every horrible thing that he does. I mean, after all, he did give her a Lambo truck. It was nice. It was That's nice. How you absolve your sins with a Lambo? Hard to give good gas mileage. Um, thank you, People's Critic, Llewellyn, David, uh, Gustavo. Thank you all for your contributions. Um, 
opinionswhileblack at gmail.com is where you should send all your listener letters and your questions for myself or D. Randall. Um, uh, we were running a little over a little over time. It's all good. We may not have a show next week, so <laughs> <laughs> they can take this one. <laughs> it is time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Mm. Number three is the Meg haters. The Megan haters have been all, have been wilding, and we've we've indicated that at the beginning of the show. There's no need to run through that again. Um, y'all are nasty. Y'all are gross. Grow up. Y'all gotta find something else to do other than badger the fuck out of this woman who ain't done shit to y'all, but make good music and be one of the finest women on earth <laughs> anywhere. Um, mind your business and shut the fuck up. Yeah. Number two is Master P. Huh? What? Um, yes, that's right. Percy Miller has Percy Miller has taken issues with his incarcerated brother C Murder and uh singer Monica. Monica's gonna be in a versus with Brandy next week. Yeah, that should be interesting. Um and apparently now for those of you that know this story. Uh, that don't know this story, Master P has been trying to get his incarcerated brother out of prison for years. Um, this has gone on as long as I have been alive, almost. Um, and Monica used to date C Murder. That was lifetimes ago. Um, she has been married and divorced since then. And Master P swears that Monica is, and you know, Monica and Kim Kardashian have been making consorted efforts. Um, to see C Murder uh, released from prison and to see his case revisited, Master P is upset because he feels like there's not en- there wasn't enough attention given to him trying to get C Murder out, and he feels like Monica is just flexing uh, because she is just flexing and talking all this shit now because she's divorced. I don't know why you would want someone to be talking all this shit while they're in a marriage, um, but I can say that. Monica has kept the same energy about C murder and about uh, the relationship they had and that she has been down for him ride or die married or not which I don't want to get into anybody's anybody's relationship business mm-hmm. might have been part of the problem in the marriage <laughs> well the, the first problem has always been that his name is C murder <laughs> first of all <laughs> But where Master P really needs to shut the fuck up in this case is be glad that somebody's trying to get him out. And 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 because and, Monica and Kim Kardashian saying C Murder's name is the most anyone is is the most attention anyone has paid to C Murder or his situation in years. Yeah. And you should be I mean you should be embracing them and asking and be grateful for them you should go to them and say hey i'm glad that y'all could step in and do what i could not do yeah it's fucked up people didn't pay attention when i did it what can i do to help y'all uh, uh, get the fuck out master p and this is ego that's what this is it is it's ego I hate when people blame everything on ego, but this moment is a moment of ego. It's ego. Grow the fuck up. Say what you want to say about Kim Kardashian. For the last year or so, she's, you know, she's flexed her, whatever you want to call it. Her resources. To, to, you know, make some shit happen for certain people. It's true. It's true. You know, she just happens to be part of one of the worst families ever and married to Kanye. And we don't have to forgive her for being a culture vulture. Yeah. 
Um, but we can highlight that she's made consort efforts to put her money in places that can help the community that she has taken so much advantage yes. of. A black man helped make her who she is today. And maybe she's giving back to the black community in this way. I mean, a black man's penis made her who yeah, she is today. True. I mean, it is Ray J's, but still, we should. It deserves some honorable mentions. <laughs> um, but until then, Master P, focus on getting your brother out of prison and shut the fuck up. You know, focus on getting your son out of those stupid ass Everest College commercials. Well, that's all they got, though. That's yeah, it is. And tell your son, and tell your son to leave Angela Simmons the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah, she don't want his ass. She don't want you. She don't want y'all. <laughs> You are Bow Wow. Wow. And the number one person who should shut the fuck up, I say this with great regret, is Summer Walker. I like Summer Walker. Summer Walker's fine as fuck. But she got to shut the fuck up. Summer Walker has been on, on, on social media telling people how to feed their babies. With huh? this Yeah, talk about um uh I don't see how y'all feed your kids this process shit. Um, y'all should, uh, 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 you can feed your baby for 12 to $20 a week. Is she Sally Field? Or what, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Talk about you can feed your baby off of three peas and an apple. <laughs> put your, put, you can just throw some vegetables. You can just spend $20 on some vegetables and put them in a blender. And there you go. And that costs less than formula. Here's an important question. Is Summer Walker a mother? No. Okay. So, um, full admission, I am not a father. I am not a parent. Yes, I have nieces, nephews, and I've all my friends have children. Um, there are certain things about parenting that I've learned through them and vicariously through caring for nieces and nephews. However, when it comes to voicing an opinion... Of what parents should do for their children. I would be honorable mentioned in this category. And just shut the fuck up. That's just me. I'm going to tell you what happened. You know she's dating London on the track. I feel like. I, I feel like London expl- explained this as an excuse. Uh, <laughs> to not pay his baby moms more child support. Yeah. He, you know, he, stays in, he stays in gridlock with the baby moms. And the baby moms don't like summer. All this bullshit. She talking about twelve hundred a month. Shit, she can feed them kids on thirty dollars a week. <laughs> shit, you lucky. You lucky if I give you a hundo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ladies, if your man, God damn it! As much as I love Summer Walker, as much as I love her music, she, as fine as I think she is, she comes across as ignorant a lot of times. She's so. a first class dingbat. She was a first-class dingbat about the uh, about the pandemic shit, and she was a first-class dingbat about this. What did you say? Somebody said about her in response. Oh God! When somebody was telling, she was talking about processed food, they were like, "But you process." Mm. <laughs> <laughs> The nose knows. Oh, that was so disrespectful, but so accurate. But true. <laughs> Summer Walker, the 
this falls, you officially fall under the same category as them niggas who think ev- everything in your life will be made right if you were unemployed um, and uh, by just buying an LLC. <laughs> you are officially in the same boat with them motherfuckers. Just start a business. Just start a business. It'll all be, it'll all be okay, and you can create generational wealth. For the rest of your days, because that's that's the perfect story of how it works. Summer Walker, you are a first class dingbat. I love you from the bottom of my heart, and I love your music. I can't wait for you to put something else out, um, so you can be done with us peasants. Because I know you have social issues, but that is the ditziest, most dingbat shit I have ever heard in my fucking life. That is the, that is the, those are the words of somebody who does not have a brain in their fucking head. Summer Walker, just make good music. Focus on being a half naked on Instagram. At Galactahore. That's her, that's her name. At Galactahore. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and, you know, keep, keep hitting us with those anime looks and shut the fuck up. For real. For real. That's the goofiest shit I have heard anyone say all month. That is insane. And and this is coming off of Donald Trump's wackiest interview ever. <laughs> Summer Walker beat him by leaps and bounds. God damn. Oh my god, that was ridiculous. Uh D Randall, if we done a podcast. I it would appear so, sir. Team Oz, y'all have been amazing, and y'all are gonna, and hopefully y'all keep being amazing. Um, I am so grateful to um, be doing this still for you all. Um, just in case, the, just in case this storm hits and I don't have any power and cannot communicate with you people for a few days or something, stay safe, have grace, be kind to people, be good to yourselves. Look out! For, look out for the elderly people in your neighborhood, please. Um, you got a lot of people with a lot of medical conditions that can't afford to that can't afford to be alone in their house with no power for a long time. Um, check on them. Uh, check on your loved ones. This is one of those, this is one of those things where if this turns out to be a really bad hurricane, which I don't would I don't know. I don't want to scare anybody. I don't know that that's the case or not. If, but if things turn out bad, this is hurricane season. Families and people do get displaced around this time. Um, please check on your loved ones. Don't let, don't let the last thing you said to somebody you really care about uh, be some fucked up shit. Mm. You know, this is this is one of those times in a pandemic where we need each other and we need and we need to know that we're not alone out here. Check on everybody. Even if it, even if you're one of those people like me and people checking on me annoys the piss out of me. Check on them anyway. Just annoy them. Fuck it. Just, uh, yeah, just let them be annoyed for a few minutes. Um, get a landline telephone with a cord that doesn't require a battery. Oh, well. They're no. cheap. Yeah, I, I haven't had a landline in... 15 years so or make sure your shit is charged i, I just i yeah. just bought a corded i need phone. to i need to recharge my charges that's what i re- i need to remember to do um order all your shit on Am- if you're listening to this on monday order all your shit on amazon right now one or two day shipping that's it that's all you get 
Um, other than that, Randall, you have any 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 church announcements? Anything? No, I, I think we done said it all. In that case, we will probably be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Mm-hmm. Until then, I have been Oz. I have been D. Randall. As always, forever imparting titties.